This is Talk of the Rift. Hello, once again, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This podcast is called Talk of the Rift. You already knew that because you clicked on it. It's a podcast that I do with my friends. My name is Eli. My friends are with me this week, both of them, Logan and Coobs. You're, you're both here. Uh, you're beautiful. How are you doing this week? How's it going? Cutting logs and fishing lobs, baby. <laughs> and not in the way that you would traditionally assume no. when he's talking about fishing lobs. Are, wait, are there actually lobsters in New World? I don't think so. I don't know. Like it's just fishing. We got to keep much. fishing to find out. Yeah. You just I'll the find the lob spot. The, the first thing you said, you lied to everybody. No, I said cutting logs and fishing lobs. It's true. Right. The same thing. So the first thing one I sentence. said was, was true. It's cutting logs. Mm, I don't know if I'm willing to give you a pass on that. Uh, I haven't been playing New World. You guys both have been. Uh, are the updates good? Is it good to play? I'm a, lot of, a lot of good quality of life changes yes, that just kind of yeah. make the experience better. Okay. Yeah, you're faster on roads. You can move your like inventory between cities like all at one spot. You don't have to like literally run somewhere. Yeah, just like auto run on the road and then just start doing inventory like management and whatnot. The I I started a new character and I'm already higher level than I was when I played before. And last time I played for like a month and I've only played for one day right now, like one like 24 hours total. So they had to pump through the XP. Yeah, it's like crazy. Added that up. Yeah, that's pretty good. You usually MMOs will when they put out new content. Uh, usually, what they'll do is they'll make it quicker to level up to get to the new content. Um, unless you're World of Warcraft, and then this expansion, notwithstanding, you just raise the level cap and keep everything else the same. Uh, although this this time, like this week specifically, you can get like ninety eight percent bonus XP. Uh, in World of Warcraft. I'm at, so like I I like MMOs, but I'm not a big like MMO community guy. Like uh-huh. I like the MMOs that I like, but I'm not like I'm not a hardcore World of Warcraft player, which I would say is probably where your majority of like really I would say smart like MMO players are. The ones that like know how an MMO should play. The smart ones already went to Final Fantasy, I'll be honest. Right, there you go. Uh so w- when you said that like raise the level uh-huh. Do MMO players like that? Like, if the level cap is 80 and they were like, now it's 90, are people like, heck yeah, now I can grind 10 more levels? Or, or are they just like, that's just tedious at this point. I don't want to do that. I just want to be like capped at, you know, 70 and move on. So that's a little divisive. Um, anymore, moving the level cap up, all it is is uh, creating a, a natural barrier between what you currently have and are doing and what you're going to have and do in the new expansion. You need to have some level of progression. That means that I can't just pull my character off of this expansion, go into the next one and throw all the best gear on it right away. I still have to level the character and play through the story and do whatever else. Um, as to whether or not people like it, eh, it depends on the person. I don't mind it. Um, Obviously, we, like it depends on the MMO. I, I mean, it I depends just come on what from, those levels like, get you, like get you. Like, right. I I come from RuneScape, for instance. Like, is like the MMO that I've played the most in my life. And I guess if you were like, hey, like levels don't cap at ninety nine. Now it's one hundred and twenty. I feel like people would be upset by that. Didn't they do like, that literally? They literally did that. Did they? Yeah. Is that in RuneScape three? 
Uh, uh, they, old school still 99. Uh, it was before, it was like the weird tweener period. Oh. It wasn't RuneScape 3, but it's okay. after what old school RuneScape is. So they, well, they switched it back then because clearly people were upset by it. Well, so it, it's not a true level 120. Um, if you look at your stat bar, like if you pull up that page, it'll still say oh, out of like, 99. And okay, you don't yeah. get anything for leveling past 99, but technically you can level to 120. Gotcha. Uh, is my understanding. I'm not the RuneScape ep- expert. Um, you'd have oh, to. I'm not either. But you have to talk to my friend Lucas about that. He knows. He's forgotten more about RuneScape than I'll ever know. Um, on the note of MMOs that you like, you used to play uh, Guild Wars Two, right? Yeah, really fun. The the rumor on Twitter right now is that the makers of Guild Wars Two are making a Horizon. Yeah. MMO like Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn, yeah. which could be that could be pretty good. But Horizon's been expanding. They have a show that's out or coming out, like a series. Gu- oh, Guild I didn't Wars know they had a show. Is, yeah, they got yeah. a show coming out. Guild Wars is a really good. Uh, the makers, I can't uh, Arena Net, uh, are a really good developer for that because Horizon is very much like Shadow of the Colossus, uh, Dark Souls, and that it's like big monsters like that you yeah. battle. Mm-hmm. And right. like Guild Wars is very much the same way. Uh, like their combat insinuates a lot of like dodge mechanics and fighting big monsters. So, um, yeah, that's a good pairing. A, a dash of Monster Hunter flavor. Yeah, that, that's a better example. Yeah, and and I think ArenaNet will do a good job at making that. Right. So now I say all that is being a rumor because the developers will not confirm it. They absolutely refuse to talk about it. Hmm. Which to me means that it is happening, and they're under an NDA for right now. But I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I saw, I saw spot. the reports about it today, and they're from people that when they say it, that's true. So, like they're yeah. like they don't say it unless it's true because they're right all the time. So now, are you sure you saw this on Twitter? I mean, I've seen it on Twitter, Reddit, and the podcast okay. news all I right. listen to. Because I was to say, if it's on Twitter and it's a verified account, that doesn't necessarily mean anything anymore. LOL. Now that Elon Musk decided that the old check mark you pay eight dollars for and doesn't mean anything, but they've introduced an arbitrary new check mark that no, is the same now. thing. It's already what? gone. They already got rid of the new one. Yep. So they got they brought it in oh today and, and it's gone today. It's gone. They decided against it. That's what a hilarious. what a dumpster fire. Oh my God. What a dumpster fire. Oh my actually. God. It's so weird because by the way, you pay eight dollars to get a check mark now. That's the only like criteria. Yeah. Um, he wanted to make it 20 and a bunch of celebrities. The tweet that I saw was, uh, Why? AOC was complaining okay. about all these new, like, stipulations. Why Twitter. wouldn't you just keep it where like, if you want to be verified, it's a blue check mark. And then if you want, like, then you make special content that you can, as a creator, like use and then like make them pay eight dot like oh pay eight dollars and now it's a red check mark which means like you're a premium Twitter user and like you have access to all these things like Twitter circles and your fans can utilize them and things like that I don't know the, like the and then they pay eight dollars and they can use your Twitter I, I'm like I'm just spitballing here that to me yeah. all sounds way better than just being like pay eight dollars and you can be the verified one it's like no that's not what the point of verification is like right. it's so that way when I go and find person a like on twitter i know that that is the person and not a fake account this whole thing stems from uh elon musk being kind of a dumbass if we're all being honest with ourselves uh and having a very fragile ego 
because he actually went through with the with the Twitter purchase, and then well, he had well he had to like once he, he got to, to a certain he got, point he got he literally was forced to yeah he right. literally because yeah. like it's literally if he wouldn't have bought Twitter then it, it's argued that he what is that defamation then basically like well he, so, he basically lowered the value of Twitter because once people thought he was uh, buying he, it he they, signed a contract is what yeah, he, yeah he signed a con- he he was a, a dumb motherfucker who made like supposedly a joke bid i guess and then they got him to sign an agreement saying that he was going to do it and then he's like no i'm just not going to do it anymore and then they just waved the paper in his face like you owe us 44 billion dollars like you sign this so then he does that and then every uh wise ass on twitter makes it makes their account a parody elon musk account and just starts trolling the shit out of him and because he's got a fragile ego he starts banning all of them uh, and I, th- I was like a two days apart from a tweet where he said comedy is now legal on Twitter to people that were just making jokes were getting banned. And he said, you have to have parody in your name or whatever. If you're going to be parody, it has to be blatantly obvious. And even some of those got banned because they were impersonating Elon. And then he's like, well, we'll do the, the Twitter checkmark thing. So you can get verified for $8 a month. And when he presented this information, the numbers that he put up were eight, $8 times the number of total Twitter users. Does anybody spot a problem with that? Uh, Fucking nobody's gonna opt gonna opt into paying eight dollars. He's just assuming that everyone's going to, and then uh, I guess allegedly having everybody have to pay to be on Twitter is a goal. And if the day that happens, the platform is dead, totally dead. I, mean, I think it's pretty much it's, going in the shitter at this rate. It's the ripe time for a new social media idea to pop up. Yeah. The original the maker of Twitter is making a social media right now. Hey, can we all go back to MySpace? Okay. <laughs> Actual question. <laughs> never had it. I never had it either. That's what I'm saying. I had, I was like, I had Bebo. Cool. You had, I'm sorry, you had what? Bebo. It was like, I'm, it was like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Marketed towards like a younger, like MySpace was like the cool, like emo kids. If you want to oh, say it that way. And uh, Bebo was more of the like the... junior high, like, Social media. My space is where all the pedophiles were, if you ask my mother, which is why I never had one. Hmm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> which, to be fair, that, I mean... I, yeah, there I'll, were I'll pedophiles door. on MySpace, but to be, <laughs> there's also pedophiles just outside, and she let you go outside. So that's, that's roughly the same level of association. <laughs> Something like that. Um, we should probably talk about League of Legends at some point today. Uh... I had a nickel for every first. time we mentioned pedophiles on this podcast. I have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird it's happened twice. That's true. Uh, first and foremost, l- let's, let's talk about worlds. Let's talk about what I would call, from front to back, the best worlds we've had ever. And I'm not saying the world finals like that five-game series. I'm saying the whole worlds was the best worlds we've had since I started paying attention to it in season two. Because uh, I guess I don't know what season one looked like, but my God, it was competitive the whole way through. DRX runs the gauntlet, uh, an incredible Cinderella story. Deft gets his world championship that he's worked his ass off for ten years for, and I'm just I'm just so happy we got it, and now we have nothing until the LCS comes back in the spring. Um, yeah. Which feels bad, but you can just go back and watch the other games again if you want. And I actually recommend it because they like pay attention to 
the way Canyon avoids wards. I know they lost in semis, but he avoided like he avoided visions. It was an art form. It was the funnest thing to watch. And then of course Zeka comes in and and one v ones all of the best mid laners in the world. And I think the only one he didn't solo kill was Faker. Is that right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he never solo killed Faker. Um, but all of that to say, I'm really fucking happy that we got to see that worlds, and I hope that sets the standard for worlds going forward. Um, Logan, what, what did you say? The peak viewership you you posted this in our group chat. What was the peak viewership? Oh, jeez, I don't remember. Was it like five or seven million? I think it was five. That million. was without China. Five million without any. Chinese you know, it could have been five point nine million. That sounds right in my head. It's like, I'm pretty sure it's the most watched eSport event ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, it always is. Worlds always breaks its own records. Um, and that was without Chinese viewership, like those numbers. Yeah. And the, like the Chinese numbers alone will be another 7 million, so. Yeah, that's true. Their own arbitrary um, streaming platforms or what have you. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any major takeaways from the... The game or the championship series between DRX and T1. It was so fun to watch. Like it was, we, uh, the end result was best case scenario for everybody. Yeah. yeah. That series deserved to go to five games. Yeah, I'm so happy. Yeah, I, I remember. I mean, DRX winning was the best case scenario. That's also best case scenario. Fans. Yeah. 100% agree. 100% I happy agree. To be watching, watching Worlds like at a decent time with my friends drinking beer instead of at four in the morning by myself in my basement. Right. So you get to see all the LEC fans being like, babe, wake up. It's 2 a.m. Worlds is starting. Dude, we just get to laugh at them this it's year. It's 3 a.m. and Worlds hasn't started yet. Okay, dude. Like, try us the last six fucking years. Yeah. It, all those Europeans get all uppity about having GMT. They, they have Greenwich Mean Time, so we don't go. Like, we're minus six and Korea's like plus 10 or something. I don't know. So the world revolves around that. No, it's fucking in America this year. And it was incredible. Um, the pre-show. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I've heard a couple people didn't like it because they had a weird thing with lip syncing. Um, Do you guys like it? I thought it was good. Yeah, I liked it. The uh, I thought it was just a classic case. Like I to me, it wasn't like 12 out of 10. But I think that's what made it like to me just a ten out of ten is that it was just a really good performance. It was great music and it wasn't ridiculously over the top, but it was really good. So sweet. Not everything like has to be the best of all time. And yep. oftentimes when you reach for the stars with music performances, you often fall flat on your face really, really bad. So that's a lot of a lot of Super Bowls are handled that way. Right. So, you know, Little Nas X did a great job. I actually think the the first song, The Call, I thought was really, really good. I can't so, remember what her name is, but she fucking yeah. crushed that song. Yeah, she freaking nailed it. It was so good. So mm-hmm. um I don't there was one person that if he got COVID or there was there was one of yeah, the musical someone got COVID. Yeah, one of the musical. No, it wasn't COVID. It. Uh his the work visa didn't work. Oh like he didn't that's get it right. in time. Okay. Uh, so I don't know what all we missed out on, but I, I like you said, I, I think it was like the perfect amount uh, of we missed out on a what song it should be, you know, yeah. but I yeah. still think it was great. So um, to my dismay, DRX jerseys are still sold out. 
I, I, I really want a Deft jersey, and I don't want to get you, – you can get it for their other esports, and it just changes the sponsors on the sleeves, but I, I want the World's jersey. I don't want to go get their spring one. I don't want to get their Fortnite or whatever it is. I really want a Deft jersey, though. I imagine they'll have them available like for a while. Like They're not going to – you know, in two months, they're not going to be like, oh, it's our spring one again. Right. You know, I'm sure you'll still be able to get them because I'm sure they understand that people want that. Yeah. Um, Pioshek won Worlds without hitting a single smite in game five. <laughs> I think he might have had that button unbound. I'm not sure. I have such an indifferent the opinion about it. Like, team. I, like, I feel so bad for him. I also blame him. I also yeah. don't blame him. I, I'm so everywhere with it in my <laughs> head. But I, I do genuinely just feel so bad that he just... I like I don't want to blame him, but I want to blame him. I'm, nah. I'm so conflicted about it. It's unreal. It's at the end of the day, it's not his ball. That's I mean, that's as jungle your lead shot call on that, right? Right. Well, I mean, but like when Varus right. is like standing on a ward and charging the shot, it's like there's some onus on the team to be like, hey, like we should go kill the Varus and not hit the bear and like pass 3k health. And then but then they just like don't, you know, and it's. It's like just being put in a bad situation, but then statistically speaking, like how many smites was it? Was it five? I think it was five. Yeah, like <laughs> like you don't get any of the five. Like, come on. Did but Guma he did, steal he did two get of elder. them? He did get elder like at the end, which won them the game. Like to be right. fair, you know, which was the most I mean, the important biggest, one. Most important, yeah, right. Exactly. So like, which is great, but like out of five, out of five fifty fifties, he lost all of them. So like. He was just you selling know, his uh, soul to hit the last one. And and he had yeah. Callista like on the <laughs> team. Yeah, like no, how, how are you at two, like sixteen hundred like at sixteen hundred health, you should be like like I'm saying like worst case scenario, you're like, dude, press rend at sixteen hundred. Okay, bam. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bam. But that was that sure didn't happen once. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was so disjointed. Did Guma get two of them? I yeah, can't I think remember. Uh, he got the like, series, three yeah. of them. Throughout the series, it was more than at least two. Yeah. The, he stole the two that, barons. He stole at least two barons, and he stole the dragon. Right, I know that. It's, it's not even a coin flip at that point. Like you're up against somebody that doesn't have smite. That being said, uh, owner kind of dog walked Pioshik the entire series. I felt like owner was definitely the better jungler in that series. Yeah, but luckily for Pioshik, uh, he has a guy named Kingen on his team, who was a freaking man and a half. Playing like putting on a clinic playing Aatrox. Why they kept letting him pick it, I don't know. Um Yeah, that was that was weird. Earned the MVP with that. Obviously Aatrox is gonna be the uh the world skin this year. Deft, I, I don't think Deft played great or terrible. Um yeah, find. he was he was the worst ADC, but he wasn't like a detriment to the team. Right. Uh I and and barrel is he did barrel things. I don't I don't know what to say about barrel. I barrel's just the best support in the world. He's he's been to but three world finals in a row. He's won two of them on two different teams. And the entire time he was in North America, he didn't play solo queue because he was spamming Genshin. Like yeah, so what? He basically had to win, otherwise he was screwed from a PR standpoint. <laughs> that ever yeah. got out. <laughs> He also didn't wait to go back to Korea with the team. He went back early so that he could grind Genshin stuff. <laughs> and Tez's world skin. Yeah, did you see the world skin part? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> I but that, that character is not a Genshin character, I don't think. It's a different waifu. But basically, 
Uh, he chose Ash to be his uh, support skin. Just cause because she had a bow. Yeah, because she had a bow and one of his characters from one of those games he wanted to put in this game. And he said he got laughed. He got laughed at a lot when he brought it up, but that's what it's going to be. <laughs> uh, and I, you know what? He won a world championship to get his waifu in the game. I think other men need to step up. Falling short here. Yeah, all you Skarner mains that say you want more Skarner skins, step up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, yeah exactly. get your ass yeah. in that world championship and request a <laughs> Skarner skin. Go in, go in worlds if you want a Skarner skin. That's what Pioshik did. He was a kindred one-trick streamer before he went pro. And he kept talking about how Kindred never got good skins. And one of his viewers said, well, why don't you just go win Worlds and get your own Kindred skin? And that's why he did it. <laughs> that's insane. Like, I, I, can't, I can't fathom that. And also, he didn't play Kindred once during the, the final series. <laughs> yeah. It got banned all five games, didn't it? It did no, not. four, but they played Lee Sin in the one it didn't. And you can't really play Kindred. Oh. I don't think they level. banned it. In... No, they, ban- they banned it every other game. Did they, they ban it? They would five? ban it four or five. Yeah. yeah, it would be banned four or five every game. Well, but I'm pretty sure they were picking Viego as his jungler, like in the first rotation of picks. I think there was one game where it didn't get banned, but he already picked Viego. Uh, or heck, maybe it was a Hecarim game. I don't remember. Uh, but he didn't get to play Kindred. Um, and then that's going to be his world skin. Mission accomplished, young man. You freaking did it. Um, how do you guys feel that this was divisive on Twitter all week? How do you guys feel, uh, Caria's reaction was handled by the broadcast? Because a lot of people did not like normal. I'm going to give, let me take this. Let me take this. Okay. I'm going to give a little drop a little knowledge about on the internet here. (laughs) I am not a professional sports broadcaster. I, however, not to my own horn here have won a award for directing a sports broadcast. So the person making the decision to put Caria on camera, that would have been me. I've directed college hockey fights and people getting knocked the F out and being on the ice. And like, so I've had to handle these exact situations. Uh, You show it because you need to show it. There is a point where you don't show it for sure. Um, But you definitely show it once at least at least once twice Mm -hmm. you could show it um i would say they showed it the perfect amount and then they stopped showing it for obvious reasons because at some point yes it is like you don't keep like you don't just like sit on it for a minute and just let and let people just be like do this guy's like losing it you know like let him have his privacy but you do have to show the people what he's going through and that is unfortunately like what he signs up for by being a professional player it's like, it's just what it is, you yeah. know, because those reactions are what people that are like the viewers, that is what they want to see. And that's what they're like curious about. And those are historic moments that at the end of the day, we have to like, we have to put on screen. It is what it is. There's a responsible amount to put on screen. And I think they did it a responsible amount. Yeah. A lot of people on Twitter would disagree with you. And they're wrong. And I think they're wrong. <laughs> also. Now imagine next year, whatever team Carrie is on, if he stays at T1, if he goes to a different team, whatever, whatever team he's on wins Worlds, then you get to show those videos side by side, the soul-crushing defeat versus the, the, the triumph at the end of it. And that makes for good viewing. 
it, it sets up the ability to do a lot of things with it. Obviously, you don't want to like stick on it and exploit the guy, but it's it's about it's about the stakes of worlds is what it's about. Yeah. Like like DRX is like hugging, jumping up, cheering, and Caria is literally so there's so much pressure. He's so nervous. His world is falling so apart because he lost that like he is visibly sh- his body is visibly shaking. And like that, it like that just adds the weight of how much worlds meant to him. And for us to see to see him in that state means that we understand that like that he just lost like the most important moment of his life. And mm-hmm. next year when he tries again, we will understand that like, hey, like this guy definitely does not want to do like experience this again. We tr- like we now know he's going to work hard. And next year when T1 is in the finals again, like that's a talking point that will be used for a story. And when they win worlds. They will talk about how like he was at the lowest point in his life losing last finals and now he's at his highest because he won and overcame like that sadness and etc. Like that that's stuff is super important to to do. And I would say and the, the thing I was I just thought I was gonna add is like and and like his team, I know someone had pointed out on Reddit or whatever, but like two of his teammates like got on top of him and like hugged him when the cameraman like and obviously like I don't know how close the cameraman was actually staying. They're standing next to him. I hope the cameraman wasn't like literally up in his face because that's definitely wrong. Like you can back up and zoom in and like give him his space, you know, but like the two of his teammates, I think it was Zeus and owner like hugged him, like got on top of him and like blocked him from the camera, like definitely a sign that they're like back off, which then, yeah, that's when you back off. But like, that's also a moment that you want to like capture on the camera, like his teammates supporting him and whatnot. It's all super important stuff to have. Uh, this actually, this whole thing brought up uh, a story that I had never heard before, and that was when G2 made the finals and lost, uh, Perks was talking about how that night was the longest night of his life, and he was in a really bad place. Obviously, he's come around from that since then, and he's doing fine now, but you wouldn't know that if nobody told the story, and I think it's important for people to see that they're not machines. They have emotions. And it's not just the highs. There's lows. There's On the other side of every incredible victory, there's a crushing defeat. And people need to understand that. Because if you just don't acknowledge that at all, uh, I think part of that, not necessarily encourage, but it would cause some people to not think about what the other side feels like. And not doing that is partially why people are such fucking assholes in league all the time, because they don't there's no empathy anywhere. And I I think that's kind of what we're getting by showing the loser, you know, in this light is it should give you empathy towards that person. And I understand people's opinions. Like you don't want to exploit anyone, obviously, but you got, you have to tell the story. There is a fine line to, to walk for sure. But, but riot, uh, but the broadcast definitely walked the line correctly. I would say. Yeah. So, uh, all of that to say, DRX, formerly Dragon X, are your world champions. We're getting Aatrox, Kindred, um, Akali, Akali, Ash, and Caitlyn. Yes, Caitlyn as your world skins. I'm probably going to buy all of them, uh, and I have no shame in that. It's it's going to I'm be expensive. That they're white and blue, so I technically get my C9 skins. I'll get my C9 Blabber Kindred skin. Then finally, we'll be good to go. So. Yeah, 
Until next year when they win it. Right, then I'll get the real one. No, no, no. T1's already winning it. It'll be really awkward to have two Kindred skins in a row, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'm sure I'm sure nobody will complain about that. Yeah. Uh let's take that opportunity to shift into the uh rumor mill and I, I I don't know what to call this. The the clown fiesta that is the off season of the LCS. Um I went through with each of the teams in the LCS and I just wrote down basically a quick line about what their roster changes have been somewhat recently, what they're going to be. I'm assuming that most of these are correct. If I'm wrong, uh, fucking sue me. I did the same thing. Left my notebook at work. Don't have it. Don't have my notes. I will try my damn district. Like, I'm glad that you did it because now you can say it. And then if I remember something like that, you missed or whatever, I'll, I'll fill you in if I can remember it, hopefully. Right. Um, and I, I, this is just the order that I, I wrote it down in. There's no rhyme or reason to this order, uh, but here we go. So, starting with 100 Thieves, uh, allegedly, it looks like 100 Thieves is going to get Bjergsen, Doublelift, and Spica. Uh, but by the way, first of all, nothing that we're about to say is set in stone. Nothing is official until November 22nd uh, is when they can start signing, actually signing contracts, uh, right? 18th. 18th? I 17th. I believe you'll hear about it the night of the 17th, and the 18th is when they sign. Okay. Point being, none of this is set in stone. We don't know anything. These, these are like rumors mostly. Uh, so maybe you're getting Bjerg, Doublelift, and Spica, which is a really, really good roster. They parted ways with Coach Reapered, and it looks like it'll be someday in Busio to round out that roster for 100 Thieves. Not necessarily. It could be impact. Uh, oh, Someday that's right. Is not decided. So, and we know we'll get to point. it later. But we know impact is leaving. Eg. So yes, uh, it could be impact. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I think that's all I've got for hundred thieves. Uh, Cloud Nine. The only thing that I know about Cloud Nine is that either Diplex or Imenez is going to replace Jensen. Jensen is no longer with the, or. Maybe he's still with the organization, but he's not going to be he, the mid He tweeted that he's gone, that okay. he's looking for opportunities. So, Well, and he looking has no... for opportunities doesn't necessarily mean they're away from the org. He might stay on as a streamer for Cloud9. Right, he could. Uh, he did confirm that he has no buyout. Okay. C9 like, waived his whole contract, so he's just free to anyone that wants him. Yep. Um, I don't know anything about either Diplex or Jimenez. No um, DR from what I could find. Yep on various articles that I read and videos that people posted. And Menez sounds like he is a a beast and like ridiculously talented, but immensely toxic. Supposedly, so he was in ERLs and apparently his team was 12 and 1 and he got kicked for toxicity and the team went like 1 and 15 after that. Oh my god. Yeah. What are ERLs? So the that's the league in Europe. Like oh. they don't have an academy league, they have ERL. Which is like all the like France, Germany, all the regions, like minor okay. teams and stuff like that. Sure. It so, basically, think of it like if we had a college, an actual college scene. Is basically so he's what a is. European Tarzan. That's what it sounds like. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, Diplex, I'm guessing, will just be our mid laner, and if they suck, they'll swap him. Yeah. For Menes, and if I, they'll they'll probably have a Menes just be an academy just to see like how toxic he actually is, right? To see like if they can deal with it and whatnot, and then if they believe that 
like he's not going to be a pain in the ass, then they'll probably put him in. Right. Diplex seems like a very young and people use the word raw a lot. I don't know how well that translates in League of Legends terms, but uh, I mean, he seems like he's a good mid laner. Like he Diplex seems fine. is an NA talent. No, he's still he's ERL as well. Both of them. Oh, well, okay. Imenez is is a Korean mid laner who right. played in ERLs, and okay. uh, Diplex is a fre- uh, German German mid laner. Okay, so, so it's an important. And he way. played he. So the thing that people say about Diplex is that he played on Vitality B, which is the Vitality, you know, academy team basically. Right. And um, everyone said that for like the last like two years that he should have been promoted to be the mid laner for Vitality. But then they like, I can't remember who they had before Perks, but it was like a guy that was like definitely not good. And then they got Perks, which people were like fine, but like this Diplex guy like still should have been promoted like at some point. So hmm. Europe is uh, is mad that they lost him. If that is any indication to us, so wow, right? We'll see what happens. But uh, the other thing with C nine is that uh, Jack said in a podcast that uh, he asked Berserker what support he wanted to play with, like if he wanted to play with Destiny or uh, Core JJ or there was another one I can't think of right now. Uh, and Berserker said that he wanted Sven to stay as his support because he thought that was his best option. Which... So sound, and Jack said that he was happy to oblige. So we will see, but it sounds like Sven is the support again for next year. I felt like Sven was the weak link on that team. Um, I agree. So there is I... some merit to if that's what the team wants, then that's what the team should do kind of a thing. Sure. Like, if Jack is like, listen, I can get Core JJ. And then the team is like, no, we're just going to keep Sven. That I guess that's like the smart option for them. But yeah, because um, honestly, outside of Core JJ, I, there's not really a lot of other supports in NA that I'm like Jones in to get that aren't a I like. Sven will be a lot better next year, though. I think because like, he yeah, he'll like get better. Brand, he's he a was grinder. like brand new to the role and he's been yeah, spamming he, games. So he'll he'll fine. definitely get better. I think the the fear is just that like. What if he doesn't get like better fast enough? I mean, kind yeah. of logic, but you know, we'll see he, what happens. He's a professional. You have to assume that he's going to work yeah. on his craft. Like he, he's not going out there thinking about how much he wants to play ADC, and, right? And Sven talked a lot about how like he helped um, like coach Berserker because like to show because he, he a lot of things he talked about was like Berserker wants to like farm bot and then like go afk bot farming in the mid game and how like zven would always push them to like group with the team and you're going to do this here and stuff like that so mm-hmm. if berserker's like i want zven to be my support because i want to keep make sure that i have someone that's like pressuring me to do these things that i should be doing then i guess yeah if he thinks Sven brings out the best in him then i guess that's the play you know so we'll see what happens fair enough and there is some logic to uh having zven an 80 carry player basically yeah. mentor berserker because berserker is like raw talent mechanical skill and then if if zven can keep him in the right positions over the course of a game that that should be beneficial and, i would think and we know zven can play enchanters like perfectly i mean what support can't but like uh really it was just like engaged supports that i felt like he was really lacking and that like made him exploited so if he just works on that part of his game that's half the battle you know should and i would boot, say he warding. should boot camp with aframu yeah, I would say warding and map control with wards is pretty vital thing he needs to learn. But, you know, we'll get there. But yeah. anyway, next team. Sorry. Next team is CLG. And I don't know shit about CLG. Uh, I could Travis, not find anything. 
Travis Gafford had a prediction video and he said that it's very unlikely that all five members of CLG return that they, that he said CLG is aggressively looking for replacements in every, not like to replace all five, but they're looking for options in all five positions. Okay. So, and I think he said that closer and Santorin are candidates to go to CLG. So, okay. All right. I would assume mid, mid is safe. Is what I would assume. Yeah. He, yeah, he said that no role is safe, but I would also assume that mid is safe. If I also thought that contracts would be safe, but you know, I guess Santorin and Closer are available that you take them, but right. Uh, next team is Dignitas. The only thing that I know for sure about Dignitas is that the strategic coach Mabry left, and that yeah, they actually... briefly entertained the idea of selling their roster or their LCS yeah, slot. I actually know nothing about this team. Literally nothing. So radio silence out of Dignitas. Yeah. So who knows? Um, they might not expecting. Even care. Yeah, they're full on expecting it to be someone else's problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up is Evil Genius. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Hold up. I believe Never mind. we know. I'm sorry. We know that Blue is gone. I believe that it's already rumored that Blue is playing in an ERL team next year. Okay, so we know that he's as, gone. As of uh. Wednesday the 9th he's still on their roster on the Leagueopedia but that doesn't mean anything it yeah he hasn't said that he's gone it's like a sources say right. that this team is expected to sign him so sure um so so that's that's it for Dana Toss we're sure this time yeah, yeah, yeah all right cool uh next up is Evil Geniuses we already know that Danny is going to take at least the spring split off I don't know if he's taking the full year. Has he said the wording that, that they used? The wording the report used was a year, but we'll see. You know, who knows? Okay. Maybe, maybe halfway through the spring, he's like, "No, nah, man, I'm coming back." You know, pro yep. players they miss it. They watch the team play, and then they're like, "I gotta get back in there." So yep. we'll see what happens. And we and haven't heard anything struggles. solid. If they do good with uh, the ADC, I don't think they'll make the switch. Okay, right. that's what I was gonna say. Is I don't know anything about whether Kaori is playing or or stay. Ooh, uh, EG has show, showed interest in Reckless. I mean, Reckless is going to Fnatic, but we know that EG, that means that EG is looking for options outside of Kauri. Sure. Um, but we'll see. But Not that sure. could be the same situation as like CLG, where they're literally just right. window shopping for surefire improvements, and if they don't get right. it, they're going to keep what they've got. Yeah, yeah. You would, you would take Reckless in a heartbeat. Yes. <laughs> NET. Uh, uh, tenacity, then Tenacity top. Yes. Impact. Uh, Tenacity is now going to be the other top laner and Evil Geniuses will have a new stable of coaches next year as pretty much all of them left. My, my new favorite team got to be more of my favorite. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, next up is FlyQuest. Uh, this one is kind of interesting. So FlyQuest has hired Papa Smithy as the president and chief gaming officer. Um, Papa what Smithy a was for <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a mouthful. Uh, he was the GM of Hundred Thieves, right? Yep. Yep. So he he left Hundred Thieves, um, and we found out I think today that Takui is going to play in Europe on one of those like Europe Academy teams. Um, he's going back to France where he's from, and Jose Diodo is exploring options. I don't know anything about rumors of people that are going to go play for FlyQuest, but the rumor is uh, that they are shopping big. Travis Gafford's prediction video again. Yep. Claims that FlyQuest will be one of, if not the top spender in the league next year. Uh, he predicts Love that the top three spenders will be uh, 
Team Liquid, Hundred Thieves, and FlyQuest. So yeah, that makes sense actually. Yeah, and uh, but right, yeah, FlyQuest. I don't know what like when he says like oh big spenders. I just it's weird how like they could be big spenders, but we haven't heard literally anything about who's going to their team. Right. But we've heard about some other people going around. So like I don't know. If you told me like oh they're gonna be big spenders, I initially would have been like so Bjergsen and a double lift are both going to FlyQuest, but then like we don't. Yeah. They're apparently going to hide thieves. So I don't know. Maybe someday lands there. Maybe, maybe closer like or Santorin comes back. We could see, but I would also throw out there that um, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. There are a lot of Korean players in China that Chinese teams cannot afford next year. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that one of these teams goes and gets one of those guys as soon as their contract ends with the LPL. Um, I don't find it very likely that more than maybe one would actually happen. But it's not outside their own possibility. Uh, let's see. Next up is Golden Guardians. Uh, assistant coach Jito and support Ale are both gone. Uh, Inero was promoted to the general manager, which we've already covered. So their coaching staff is shuffling around and they're shopping for a support at least. Sounds like uh, they Golden Guardians also released a video on their like t- roster building philosophies, which was really cool because no one has like ever done that. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how they like found five people. And now they want to find three of the five to make a core roster around. Um, so that basically assumes that the four remaining players, three of them are like going to stay and one is going to leave. I would imagine that that core three are going to be Licorice, River, and Ablaze Olive, and Stixay is gone. So they'll just find a new bot lane. Um, but we'll see. So. Um, hold on. There was something weird with this one. Golden Guardians has two junglers on their roster right now. They have Pride Stalker and River. Yeah, I imagine and... they'll just drop Pride Stalker. Yeah. I don't I, think I they're going to so sell too. River for the money that they paid because everyone is budget. Um, which I guess I should have mentioned at the beginning. Uh, Travis said that all teams except for like two are going into a uh, a budget form in which, like, so they, they're going to only spend what they make. So oh. apparently the average LCS team makes 2 to $3 million off of what they gain from the league, like, every year. So, and that's not just the roster. That's, like, coaching the roster, and there was something else included in that cost I cannot think of. Um, but, yeah, he expects that that's what roster or that's what teams will pay for their rosters going forward now that certainly seems more sustainable and those numbers are a lot more reasonable for a region that historically has had very little um uh uh, not regional uh worldwide international success uh let's see next up is immortals the only thing i know about immortals is that their head coach nightshare has left Uh, i have gone uh, loss is gone. Okay, so they're looking yep. for an ADC at least. Uh, Power of Evil is now an NA resident, so they've got another import slot if they want it. Oh. Uh, on to Team Liquid. Uh, Han Sama and their head coach Gilhoto, I think is how you pronounce that, have left. Bjurg is all but already gone, probably going to Hunter Thieves. Core JJ has signed a new contract to stay with the team. And. Whipple we got gone. that we got that video from Steve uh, where he said, you know, we're done with the super roster. He's going to basically change the way he looks at building a team. Who knows what this is going to look like? 
what did you say, Logan? Whippo is gone. Whippo is gone. I did not know that. Okay. Supposedly Santorin's gone, but Team Liquid haven't said anything about that. Um, Team Liquid is also holding like tryouts. Uh, and some of their players are not like on their academy team anymore, are also still doing tryouts, like Bradley, Yon, and whoever their mid laner is. So we'll see. But we'll go ahead and promote Bradley. Uh, just get that taken care of right now. And last, but certainly not least, and I, this one is last for a reason, uh, is TSM. Uh, alphabetically, speaks- they're at the end. What? Alphabetically, they're at the end. That's why they're last. Of yep, of course. Actually, I just realized that the this they're all alphabetical. Good job! Wow, <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so TSM uh, speaker already left in September. Tactical left in October. We do not know uh, anything about replacements, although Instinct is on the roster. Uh, I don't. I don't know why I wrote that. We already uh, knew that, didn't we? Travis says that Solo, Maple, and Chime are likely staying. Okay. Solo, Maple, and Chime. Okay. All right. Uh, and the reason that this is last is because it's going to shift into something else we're going to talk about. TSM's main sponsor, FTX, uh, lost, over the course of three hours, their shares dropped 80%, I think. Uh, and they are likely going bankrupt as far as we know ftx is a sponsor not just tsm but the lcs as a whole they're the largest sponsor the lcs has ever had uh and that raises some questions as to what's going to happen to the lcs what kind of a a budget tsm is going to have i'm assuming they're one of those teams that's going to go with the we're only going to pay what we're making because i don't know who's bankrolling this roster i guess reggie could but um yeah, so FTX is going bankrupt, and we kind of know what TSM is going to be as a roster. Um, so my question is, well, it was just a passing thought that I had about maybe Mr. Beast uh, jumping in here as the financial savior of whoever, I don't know. I don't know how much money he has. Do you guys know how much money FTX was putting into the LCS as a sponsor? $210 million. Jesus that's in That's TSM or that's the LCS? That's, no, that's, that's LCS. Just TS, that's just TSM. That's just TSM? Yeah. Yeah, yeah LCS oh had to have God. been more than that. Uh, I think it was seven for LCS. Because I think the LCS was a 10-year 10, was a 10 year deal. Uh, they both were. Oh. Or go. sorry. No, LCS was seven. TSM was 10. Oh, okay. Boom. Wow. So there's a lot in limbo for both the LCS and TSM. We can iron facts that one. That could be that could be the, the first incorrect thing I say. The first ever. <laughs> uh, and that's that's it. That's that's all the LCS. That's everything we know uh, going on so far. Obviously, in the coming weeks, we'll know a hell of a lot more, and we'll be able to uh, make some predictions. Uh, maybe do a rundown when we know all the rosters. We'll probably rank them one to ten, and we'll talk about. Talk about it, that, but it was a seven-year deal. Okay, it was the largest sponsorship agreement that Riot has ever signed for an esports esports league to date. But the amount is undisclosed. Hmm. Oh, that's okay. 
Maybe I made that number up. I thought I read somewhere it was estimated seven. But yeah, I, 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 I never knew any of the numbers like that one. Or sorry, not seven million. It was more. Than seven. I can't remember. I don't know where I got that number from. That doesn't hmm. make any sense. I imagine that they will find a replacement deal. Whether it'll be worth the same amount of money, I don't know, but I'm sure that there's somebody who wants... Because basically what that was is to have the FTX logo basically always displayed in-game. It's like in the bottom left corner of the game. Right. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that would like to have that same deal. We'll see if they get the same amount of money for it, but who knows. Well, MasterCard sure got a lot of show at Worlds. Yeah. Um, Because that's the thing, too, is that FTX was like a global. I believe it was. Wasn't it global? Or was it just LCS? God damn it. I do not know. I am not versed on it. I I basically treated it the same way as Dignitas getting. um, Oh, I can't remember that sponsor. But it was just like, okay, they're bankrolling out. I don't care about anything else that's going on with them. Um, that's all I've got for this week. I uh, I didn't write anything else down. I can sift through our group chat, but it has mostly been uh, us talking about where people were going to go play. Next week yeah. is preseason, so next week will be a lot for us to talk about. Yeah, I think so. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to cover this week? Uh, I highly recommend that people go watch Travis Gafford released a interview with John Needham, who was the president of riot esports, like all esports. Um, very good interview. And he talks a lot about the problems with league of legends, esports and the successes of Valorant and things like that. Yep. Uh, fun snippet of information. Uh, John Needham says that TFT is the number one strategy game in the world. I did see that. Yeah. It's kind of cool actually. Yeah. And he, they it was a fun question at the end where Travis just said, like, can you tell us anything about like TFT esports? And he just said that uh he said their player base is like insanely massive and that it's the number one strategy game in the world. And then he said that they want he said that the tournament format they're setting up will most likely not be ready for next year, but it should be ready for the year the year after that. And he said that what they want to do is they want to like make it like poker tournaments and they want to have like thousands of players mm, playing like cool. per tournament. And uh and he wants that he wants the live experience to be extremely interactive with the like people watching at home and then like the games that are going on. So my guess is is that you'll be like go to a website or something and you'll be able to like pick like what table you want to watch and then like what player you want to watch right. like at the table basically. So that'd be oh, cool. Bet- like betting will go crazy on that. Yeah, I agree. I I think if you're a TFT fan, I think get really hyped because it sounds really exciting. So. If any of you are unfamiliar with poker tournaments, if you walk into the room, there's like an aircraft carrier's worth of space, and then every three feet, there's another poker table. It's just absolutely stacked for like day one. And then you get down to the end, and it's just people that have been playing for four straight days, and they've, like, you know you're getting the absolute best of the best at that final table. Uh, So I I really like that format. I hadn't heard that. Mm, It's gonna be good. Did I ask the or get a response for a question of the week at the beginning of this podcast? I don't even remember. Uh, no. No, you I don't know you did. No. So we can address that now. Uh, last week's question of the week, uh, as always, was brought to you by Superfan Taylor. 
<laughs> and the question was, if you could bring back one version of the most OP champion slash item combo in League's history for a patch, who and what would it be? Uh, do either of you want to take this first? I can go first. Sure. Send it. Uh, I would do Blue Ezreal, specifically the Iceborne version. Iceborne Gauntlet. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I like what that answer, think? though. What I hadn't think he was going to say. I thought he was going to say six Black Cleavers Rengar on release. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I ain't touching out the 10 foot pole. What do you mean? You loved that back in the day. You were a Rengar main when I first met you. That's true, I was. <laughs> uh, Coops, what do you got? Uh, Gunblade Katarina. Oh, Give yeah. Back. Give me that item back. R.I.P. Like, Will of the worked, Ancients, by the way. That item works so well on her. It was so, like, that slow is so mandatory. Like, it feels so much harder to play. Yep. Yeah. And then plus you get to... So to compensate, it just made it so you can play Kraken on her and do absurd damage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, some of the recent Katarina builds have been problematic. Uh, the one I picked was Deathfire Grasp LeBlanc. I, yeah. for one patch, would like that to come back. Because DFG was good. such a busted-ass item. Like, it's active would do 15% of their current health and then increase your damage against them by 20% for like four seconds. It was insane. I like, I can't believe that item used to be a thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the one that I would bring back. Uh, next week's question of the week, uh, as we swing into the holiday season, Halloween already passed us, Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas after that. So the question is, what is your favorite holiday and what is your main or favorite champion's favorite holiday? Uh, which I think could be interesting. I'm, I'm assuming somebody's going to pick like Santa Brom because he's Santa and his favorite holiday would be Christmas or whatever. Uh, Santa Casante now. I'm all aboard. Casanta. Casanta. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, but I'm we'll answer that next week. Champion, by the way. You ha- you- oh, that's right. We haven't talked about Casante at all. What's your uh, what's your ranking for how good of a Cassante uh, player you are? I haven't played it today, so it might be down. Uh, give me one hot second. Uh, I'm currently one seventy seventh, but I've been as high as one nineteen. Jesus! Now is that in the world or is no, that in America? America. Okay. I peaked. I peaked at uh, top twelve hundred in world. Wow, that's pretty good. How many games have you played at Cassante? 35. That that's that might be more ranked games than I played this year. <laughs> Probably. Not, not I including love FlexQ. I love them. Also, I think preseason's next Wednesday, right? Uh yeah, because end of season is next week. So Tuesday would be end of season, right? Wednesday's patch. Wednesday would be patch. Something like that. So look forward to that. Um We'll we'll have stuff to talk about. Oh, we we'll, I'm sure we will. Oh, uh, one little news blurb I wanted to talk about just for a second. I just want to touch on it. Uh, for the first time ever, League of Legends and Teamfight Tactics will be published by Riot Games in Southeast Asia. That doesn't mean they didn't what? have it. That was being uh, put out by Garena, who does all the uh, like Chinese stuff. Um, so it's actually a really big deal that Riot is getting that from Garena like 
I don't know that yeah, it's, it's a, a super high deal. represented region, but the fact that they're starting to get that back a is a lot really of frustrations with Garena from like just randomly say on the internet. So yep. it's, yeah, it should be a lot better just overall. Yep. So so big ups, big ups for that one. Um, and I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, be sure to tell a friend about the podcast. Give us a a like or a rating or whatever it is that you can do on your end. We really appreciate it. And until next week, be well. We will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Peace.